SaaS Revolution show, bringing you front row seats to the SaaS Revolution. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Humer, uh, and uh, really pleased to be joined today by Anthony Canada, uh, VP of Marketing at Gainsight. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Alex. Happy to, to be here. Yeah, no, it's uh, a real pleasure to have you on the show uh, today. So um, I think, you know, for, uh, for, for the listeners that, uh, you know, may uh, or may not know, um, but, uh, you know, Gainsight is, is building and leading the, the, the customer success industry. Uh, Anthony is responsible for, for managing uh, Gainsight's entire marketing funnel from brand development to customer marketing and is credited with creating the Pulse community of customer success leaders. Uh, today, over 2,000 executives attend the annual Pulse conference in San Francisco uh, and the uh, over 25 chapters of Pulse uh, local communities across the globe uh, as well. So uh, I think um, you, you know that kind of leads nicely into the, the, the theme that we're going to uh, discuss today, which really is going to be around community and conferences, if, you, if you're happy to do that. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, um, well, I, I, I guess, I mean, you, you know, these days, right, there's so, so many conferences, right? Uh, there, you know, there's conferences for growth, there's conferences for hypergrowth, for traction, for inbound, for outbound, social selling. Uh, you know, what, what's your view on this kind of, I, I guess, kind of uh, explosion uh, of conferences for everything and also uh, a kind of nicheification, if, if that's even a word, you know, uh, of the, the, the conference industry? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think one of the big um, overall um, trends that has, has led to the rise of, of conferences into the, the marketing mix of most SaaS companies is, um, you know, no longer are we shipping products and then sort of, you know, uh, removing our financial um, uh, success, I guess, from the success of our individual customers with that product, right? When you join a set, when you uh, sign up to become a customer of a SaaS product, you're really kind of joining a country club, for lack of a better term. There's rights of, of membership, and there's different things when you're sort of in the club of um, that one particular vendor. And so there's um, you know emails, there's webinars that are just for your customers. There's um, a lot of value-added services that companies, SaaS companies, are really putting in front of uh, their users. And I think they're doing it for a number of different reasons. Um, um, one is to really help drive sort of either adoption of the product. Um, one is really brand, you know, really to help stay uh, front and center of, of um, the community. Um, and the, the third is probably just overall kind of, you know, the, the typical customer marketing mix of driving more referrals or driving uh, higher NPS. And so conferences really have become a great sort of uh, value add to membership of becoming a customer of a SaaS business. Um, it's a great way to uh, meet with your customers in person to celebrate and to learn and, and develop best practices. Um, and I think a lot more um, vendors are really starting to put this even further up the funnel and say, hey, if, if we're delivering this sort of um, celebration of our customers and um, you know, uh, value that we're ascribing to the product, it's really also uh, providing a lot of value to drive new customers in and, and kind of showing them um, kind of, you know, how our customers are really engaging with our, with our solution and how happy our customers are. So um, that's what I think has really led overall to conferences, um, you know, seemingly popping up for, for every SaaS business. And, you know, today it's becoming kind of almost uh, a default kind of part of the marketing mix. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I guess there is, um, you, you know, so many... Uh, and I, I guess you, you've got to kind of choose the right ones to attend for, for yeah. your business, uh, you know, otherwise potentially 
you could be out of the office for the whole year, right? So, <laughs> That's and, right. And, uh, um, well, and, and talking about, well, not necessarily being out of the office for the whole year, but being out of the office for a, a week, there was a, a, a rather large conference last week, uh, uh, I, I believe, um, uh, and talking about uh, Dreamforce. And, uh, That's right. Uh, I think, what was there, something like 150,000 people uh, yeah. this year over four days, so, you know, almost out for the whole week. And, uh, you know, even Dreamboats, you know, the massive yachts out there. <laughs> Um, you know, what, what were your uh, sort of key takeaways for, for you and sort of for Gainsight for, for being at, um, you know, such this kind of mega conference? Yeah, conference is almost the wrong term at this point. <laughs> they kind of bought San Francisco for a week is kind of how you think about it. Like, uh, I think the average hotel rooms were going some, something like 900 US dollars a night, which is you know, probably three, two to three times normal cost. And you, know, you hit the nail on the head. They brought in a, a ship to uh, host people. Um, just because of the um, the capacity met on hotel rooms. So honestly, as as a marketer, it was pretty awe inspiring to see just the community that Salesforce has built, um, and the way they position their event is less of a product oriented event, but more of a community oriented event. Right for um, anyone that's really building cloud products, um, whether it's you know in the past their real focus was on B two B, but today connected devices, Internet of Things, consumer oriented tools. So really, anyone that's that's you know building a business in the cloud, you know, has a, a seat at the table at Dreamforce, and that's pretty awe inspiring. Um, and so I, I think to your point, you have to really be careful. You know, if you're a uh, CRM you know customer, and you know you uh, happen to to work for a company who um, used HubSpot over Salesforce, right? You would have been in Boston the week before mm. uh, at Inbound. Um, and so there, there's certainly a, um, a uh, calendar kind of challenging issue, as you mentioned it, uh, because of the, the availability of so many of these types of events. Um, but I, I think the, the focus is really going to be on the vendors, and I guess the pressure would be on the vendors to really build uh, a compelling event that can, can win over both customers. And then kind of as I mentioned earlier, you know, steal some folks from inbound and get them to Dreamforce, or steal some folks from Dreamforce and get them to inbound and kind of sell the value proposition there. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out over the long term. But certainly, I don't think uh, you know, as we look at the calendar next year, there'll only be more and more events, uh, more and more conferences oriented around uh, technology businesses for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not only, I guess, a, a calendar challenge, but obviously, you know, financially for. Certainly, I guess kind of you know more on the, the startup sides, um, you, you know, yeah. to, to go, you know, if if you've got HubSpot and you have to be, you know, at inbound, um, you know, and you've also got you know Salesforce and uh, yeah. or you're you know part of that community and you need to be at, uh, at Dreamforce, then you know how much is that going to cost you as a business to yeah. <laughs> to attend both, uh, you know? Totally. But 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 then I guess if you uh, if you you know uh, make some new business then. You know, yeah. potentially you're looking at the ROI there, right? So, uh, um, but I guess if you're leading on to that, then, you know, if you're a sort of B2B SaaS company, you know, can you afford not to be, you know, at Dreamforce? Right. right. From a vendor perspective? Uh, yeah, from a vendor perspective, like uh, as in, you, you, you know, you know, should it be just that, you know, kind of must, uh, must have event to go, um, you know, to be part of the community to, uh, to, do, yeah. to do business, you know? Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. So one reason is the opportunity cost of not being there is, is way too high, um, especially if your competitors are. 
Um, and so as we looked around the, the Cloud Expo, which is the, the sponsor hall at Dreamforce, there were, I think, 400 or so uh, vendors exhibiting. Um, and it really is sort of a, a prime opportunity to get in front of, you know, uh, potential customers, get, uh, really kind of, you know, evangelize your brand. So that's certainly um, uh, a reason why. Also, I mean, be, because, you know, in our technology, uh, in, in the world we've chose, I guess, here in, in, in technology companies, there's a, you know, geographic bias sometimes a little bit to the Bay Area. And so when Dreamforce hosts their event in San Francisco, um, whether or not you're even coming to the conference, your customers are probably here, or some of them are at least. Mm. And so there's, there's, built, there's now become this whole uh, sort of ecosystem around the conference where a lot of companies aren't sponsoring, but they'll do a buyout of a restaurant across the street or um, you know, a pub kind of down the, down the ways a little bit. Um, and they're picking folks that are in town for Dreamforce, and they're having conversations there. Um, and so I, I think if you are a B2B uh, SaaS business, you have to have some type of Dreamforce strategy or uh, kind of you know major conference strategy, whether that's direct sponsorship um, you, you know, or otherwise uh, a more guerrilla sort of uh, The importance of being uh, involved in uh, hosting or arranging sort of smaller meetups and you, you know how that kind of links into what you guys are doing um, you know with Pulse Local. Yep. So what we what we uh, really uh, sort of learned a lot from was what the folks in the marketing automation world have for for quite a some time now been advocating for. And it's this, this concept of the informed buyer. People come to your website um, and before they ever click the contact sales button or whatever the case may be, they've already you know, read two articles, they've downloaded an ebook, they have a pretty good sense of who you are and your kind of core value proposition. And so there really exists a, a, a focus, a need for a focus on um, you know, the folks at Marketo call earlier stage content. So talking about best practices and a lot of kind of core operational um, uh, conversations versus technology use cases. And, and, and um, that tells us folks are really wanting to have conversations on strategy before um, talking about uh, buying your product. So what we at Gainsight have done is, you know, we've been really focused on building and evangelizing this new market called customer success. Um, and with that, uh, there's been a focus to answer a lot of questions like, um, how do I compensate my CSM team? Uh, what's the, the job profile of a customer success manager? Um, you know, how do I, uh, you know, build kind of the right internal processes or justify the case for an investment in customer success? All these questions, what we wanted to do was to help uh, build a, a, and facilitate sort of the networking opportunities for those around the globe. It started with a conference that happened in San Francisco, uh, as we had mentioned earlier, but really there's a need to, for folks that both come to the conference wanting to continue that conversation when they get back home, but also for folks that honestly don't come to the conference, and it's a chance for them to connect with their local community, meet other folks that are just as passionate about customer success, and kind of compare notes, kind of show, share their scars, um, and together kind of build that core strategy. So for us, uh, as a vendor in this place, in this space, we think it's a it's a win win in that we can help kind of leverage our our database and our best practices and a lot of the conversations we're having to help provide value to those communities with the hopes that one day customer success is just as big of a space as sales and marketing and some of the other kind of core parts of the business. Um, so it's a long term investment for us, and honestly, we think about it sort of as an offline content marketing play, um, and we're super excited about Pulse Local. Um, 25 chapters so far and, and growing in EMEA um, as well. Okay, awesome. So 
Um, I guess from that sort of viewpoint, then, if if we look at um, you know B two B SaaS in in general, you know, what is a, a or you know, is there a good benchmark for B two B SaaS companies to start thinking about when they you know start to build their own Pulse conference or, yeah. or, or their own Pulse local? You, you know, is there a kind of rule of thumb? Should they be doing it you know today or when they have twenty customers or a hundred? Yeah. I have sort of a controversial approach to this, so I, I don't know if everyone would agree with me on this, but um, we held our first conference less than 60 days on the job, um, okay. and we had, I think, three or four customers at the time, um, and the reason we did really was, um, you know, in our case at least, this, this new market really had some excitement around it, um, and so folks were really hungry to help um, find community and build community. Um, and so tactically, the way we did, honestly, was we gave our customers, uh, you know, stage time to really be able to kind of share their, their knowledge. We looked at our prospects and we offered them the opportunity to be a part of it as well on, on stage, um, as well as, you know, tapping the network of our executive team and our investors to help build kind of what a one day event or for some businesses, you know, a half day event could really um, do. And it gave us and did a lot of things. So first of all, it helped align our brand with the movement very early on. So it showed our investment in um, thought leadership and um, kind of category marketing kind of from, from the early days. Um, it also helped us, you know, our customers really appreciated the opportunity. And then honestly, it helped speed along our, our conversations with a lot of our prospects in the early days. So from my perspective, I, I don't see a, a net negative to doing it uh, extremely early, being bold, Certainly, there's budget constraints, um, but I think there's um, a way to do it in a very cost-effective way, um, but ultimately getting both brand and uh, demand gen as well as customer success value out of the investment. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And 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 so I guess you know you you mentioned um, well, you, you, Gainsight launched their own conference sixty days, um, you, you know, uh, well in, into the job or uh, you know after the uh, I guess sort of creation of the company, and now it's right. in. Uh, it's in its third year. It's grown from 300 to 2,000 people uh, this year. Is that right? Yeah. So we just finished our third year um, for the U.S.-based event. Uh, just over 2,000 people here, and um, excited to to um, have our first event in Europe in the U.K. Um, happening October 29th. Yep, so that's uh, that's Pulse Europe, right? So, that's right. Well, and um, and and that's at the as you say, uh, October twenty ninth, um, London Hilton and Park Lane. You know, what can we expect from that? Uh, you know, and and who should be attending? Totally. So um, we're 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 definitely excited. I, I think the the customer success community. You know, you've written a lot about this, Alex. Mm -hmm. the, it is is burgeoning in Europe, and everyone I think has the same degree of. Excitement that we see in this in the states, and so um, I think what we really want to do is to kind of bring all the folks in the community together, as many as uh, the the London Hilton will let us will let us bring, um, and really do three things: one, just have a conversation around the best practices, and it's and by the way, it's not Gainsight on stage; it's folks from the community. So we have great speakers from uh, DocuSign, from a company called Binder. Uh, from a lot of kind of different leaders in the, in the local customer success community there, um, have those discussions on stage. The second is, is to really facilitate a lot of networking opportunities. So, um, you know, we're going to have a lot, turn the mic back into the audience a few times and, and create a lot of discussion with folks in the audience and then have a, a number of sort of social events uh, kind of surrounding the event. 
And the third is celebrate. Honestly, this is kind of a uh, maybe weird, but I guess it depends on what conference you've been to and the conferences you've been to in the past, but we like to have a little bit of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is um, all the folks that today with a customer success job title, when you think about it, are pioneers in this new industry. Um, you know, we've, we've got 2,000 pioneers, I guess, in San Francisco, and, and now we're hoping about three to 500 um, in London. Um, but in the future, these are, these are the future chief customer officers. These are the future you know, VPs of customer success who will point back to the early days of this, this industry and say, hey, I was one of the first um, to be a part of this. And so we like to have, have fun and celebrate um, and find ways to, to really um, you know, help together build this community. So those are, those are kind of the things that we're hoping to bring to the, to the conference in London. And, and we're just thrilled to, at, at the opportunity to be a part of the conversation there. Awesome. And yeah, yeah we're, we're really looking forward to it and glad that, uh, that you know, Gainsight has um, uh, t- taken the initiative, you know, to, to bring uh, it to, to, to Europe, uh, obviously, because a lot of these, um, you know, great conferences are, are normally kind of held in, you know, San Francisco, and we sure. kind of uh, admire them from a distance. Of course, some people do travel, uh, you know, a long way, but it, it's great right. to have something, um, you, you know, a bit more sort of local uh, uh, in, in Europe, and certainly, you know, for for, for me, this is uh, uh, very local. So, um, you know, super excited to uh, uh, to attend that. And uh, I, I guess you, you you know you talked about um, uh, you know the the business uh, sort of opportunity there. You know, the the networking, the learning, and the fun. Um, I, I guess with all, all of those, you, you know, do you have like uh, an order of importance that yeah. <laughs> you know is it more right. important to do business? And less important to you know have fun. Um, you, you, I, I guess you know. What's your opinion on that? Certainly, yeah. yeah that you know, I, I mentioned earlier, kind of the, the the big reason we do this is to help educate the community. Um, and so I, I, I'd have to say the the, the learning um, from each other is really kind of the the key important value here. There's not going to be a gainsight sales pitch. There's not going to be any of that going on. The t- conversations are really around kind of some of the core problems in customer success today, um, and how can we as a as a community uh, together help build the stories. And by the way, it's the, some of that conversation is completely different um, in Europe than in the states. And so our intention is not to really package up, uh, you know, the conversation from uh, the conference in May and then deploy it here, but really have. Um, very targeted conversations around what is the state of the union of the industry in EMEA, um, what are some different local um, uh, challenges around maybe uh, languages for uh, you know, success and support, uh, data, um, residency, and some different kind of uh, issues there. Um, how do we build and scale a team? What are the differences between a U.S.-based company with a regional office um, in EMEA versus a uh, pure play startup, kind of born and raised in in kind of the UK and EMEA. These are these are you know different nuances to how we deliver customer success, and so um, learning those, having a conversation around those, um, and really anything else that that kind of uh, uh, dovetails out of those kind of core conversations is what we're I would say is is the key kind of a reason to to come to the event. Well, that, that's great, and you, you know it's it's really good to hear. Obviously, that um, and I wouldn't expect anything less. But you you know that you're making the the, the content obviously sort of you know really relevant for the uh, the audience, and not necessarily rehashing. You, right. know, you know what's been presented at you know at Pulse sort of earlier in the year for perhaps you know a, a very different audience. So that's so, right. so that yeah. that's um, uh, you know it's great to hear. And I, I guess um, you know how long. 
does a conference like Pulse, um, you, you know, take to put together? I mean, how? Uh, <laughs> Not 60 days anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a long time. So uh, I'll, I'll say this. We're already um, well into planning next year's event in, um, in uh, May, um, you know, out here in California. So we've gone from a place, I think, in our first year where we, you know, we drove 300 folks there where it took, you know, honestly 60 days. And that definitely wasn't by design. It was, I think, by happenstance that we were able to kind of pull it together. Um, uh, second year took about, I would say, probably four to six months of planning. And, and we were able to drive about 1,000 people there. Um, and then this past conference probably was a similar time scale to where we are today to drive 2,000 you know, plus. Um, and honestly, it becomes a full-time job for someone at mm. the company. Um, and so we have someone now who's um, on, t- on staff that runs uh, the May conference year-round. Um, and so I-, I think you get to a place where if you're looking at hosting your own conference and then scaling that event, not just as a customer event, but as an industry conference, um, then certainly that's a, a 12-month process at least. Uh, if you can add more time on the calendar as a marketer, you, you kind of hope you could. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it certainly seems that, uh, I mean, you, you know, the events certainly at that scale, uh, you, you know, well, definitely are, you know, uh, I think full-time jobs for, uh, you know, many people and, uh, you know, takes yeah. a, a hell of a lot of planning and coordination, you know, and execution to get, you know everything right, and I guess not not always. You know, does everything you, you know go according to plan? But um, yeah, you you, you, you want to make sure that there's few mistakes as uh, uh, as possible, right? So um, uh, I, I guess kind of um, uh, final question is I think you know you know we're uh, uh, sort of running out of time um, here. But uh, what is your favorite conference outside of Pulse, obviously, uh, and, and why? That's a good question. I, I think Dreamforce would be a cliche answer, so I'll, I'll try to think of, uh, uh, let's see. There's a company uh, based in Toronto called Influitive. Um, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if, if um, you have familiar you guys are with them, but they're really in the customer advocacy and advocacy marketing space, mm-hmm. um, and they do a phenomenal job with their event. It's called AdvoCamp. Um, they held their first one last year um, out here in, in the Bay Area, and I think the, the second one is already on the calendar for, for next April, I believe. Um, what I love about them is they follow the same type of approach that I, that I think we do with Pulse is that you know, there's a, a ton of great content, and that, that really ought to be kind of the central focus of, of the event, but that, you know, business folks are, are people too, right? Like we're not just on all the time. We have you know, this kind of, uh, you know, human desire to want to be entertained, to have fun, um, to not take ourselves too seriously. And they do a really good job of bringing in a lot of just different brand components. Like, I'll give a quick example. The stage at AdvoCamp um, was built around uh, to look like a camping sort of, um, you know, with a tent and, and a fire. And all mm-hmm. the fireside chats were campfire stories with folks kind of gathered around the fire. So, you know, it, it's it's they're cute little things, but I think those things help differentiate from, you know, stodgy events at, uh, you know, uh, of our sort of uh, the generation before, I'll say, of, you know, the airport hotel yeah. with the, the kind of basic lighting package and, um, you know, coffee on the, on the hotel menu. Things are, are different and um, Influitive really takes that seriously and really I think that helps play to their benefit of having a memorable conference experience and not just a um, run-of-the-mill conference experience. 
Okay, very cool. Yeah, and uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, you, you know, the uh, the number of conferences um, that I've been to, let's say, uh, you know, in the past, and uh, you know, I'm not that old myself. I'm I'm still just 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 about a, a, a millennial. But right. um, uh, you, you you know, those uh, sort of style conferences that were in the you know in the hotels or or just kind of uh, you know the airport hotels, and uh, there were just sort of not much effort. In there, you're just going in. You've just got your chairs right. there, and you know, day two is exactly the same as day one, really. And you, you, you know, uh, it's refreshing to kind of see, the, uh, you, you know, the things that uh, certainly like you guys are doing, you know, with Pulse and uh, what the sounds of like Advocamp is, and you know, some yeah. of, some of the other conferences that we're seeing. So, so that's really fantastic. So, um, yeah, I, I think you know, really enjoyed the, um, uh, the, the the chat with you today around sort of conferences and communities. I think it's been really. Uh, insightful certainly you know for, for, for me sort of personally and I think hopefully for the uh, you know SAS community uh, sort of listening so you know thanks so much Anthony for uh, uh, joining us today uh, uh, on the show and um, me on. yeah no it's awesome and, and and obviously for those listening you remember uh, Pulse Europe is uh, in London October the 29th the London Hilton so if you haven't signed up uh, you know for your ticket uh, today, then uh, you, you better get to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the show, uh, please uh, rate and review us on uh, iTunes and we'll uh, speak to you next time. Thank you.